Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why is it so weird? You're just in the house. You've just read a story and you've put on a short sleeve shirt. That's fucking um, weird. You're not Lou Carpenter. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The only na- classic Neighbours Rewatch podcast. Uh, we have been watching... Episodes 3033. Oh, fuck you now. Uh, we've been watching episodes 3033 to 3035. Uh, you got that right. That was the exact number you said. You, you're fine. That was right. That was right. Well, thank you. Uh, we've been watching these episodes on Daily Motion. Uh, thanks to the page Neighbours UK Fans Forever. Uh, first of all, before I go to you, Adam, and to you, Tim, I just want to talk about what we've missed in those couple episodes that was a little gap. Uh, the one thing we've missed mainly is that Darren attacks Toady from behind. More details needed because I haven't seen it. This sounds, in fact, no one's seen it. It just sounds terrible. See, I've watched the one. I, I didn't know that had happened. I, like, I've, I've watched the, the latest episodes. No mention of that at all. No well, mention Toadie... of an attack from behind. So go on. Well, Toady's being very curry about because he won't. He won't tell people the real reason he wants to leave the house. Uh, he's just saying, oh, because he's friends with Libby and he's on Libby's side because of Darren cheating, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Darren actually attacked Toadie. I'm not sure if it was with a steel chair or not. That'd have been perfect. Steel chair behind just. Uh, but Adam, you were bigging up Darren, saying that, you know, he's been to jail, but he seems to have sorted himself out. I feel like I feel like Darren's starting to unravel now a little bit. Yeah, you might be right. Might be prison right. That, changes that, people, doesn't that it? Prison, that prison side is coming out. <laughs> and it looks like he's given Toadie a prison style beatdown. Toadie seems fine though. He's not he's not beaten or bruised in any way whatsoever. And he seems to be laughing and joking. But apart from moving out uh, into the other house, he was giving free sandwiches out. He was pretty much his old self. Um it doesn't seem to have affected him too much. I don't think much does affect Toadie, if I'm honest. You know, he got a concussion the other week. That didn't seem to affect him at all. If anything, that made him even more Toadie because he decided he was going to stay in all weekend and watch TV and just eat crap and not do anything. Um, I don't know what I'm making. I don't know what part I'm making here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what points to make with this I think this is the the, the overarching theme of this of this particular podcast is that no the problem is I've watched three episodes just now and you've started off by saying here's something that you haven't seen so I am <laughs> going to struggle a little bit to comment this is all you you know what happened on the three episodes you tell me some stuff and I'll try and say something, but I haven't seen it. 
Yeah, because we've got to find the relevant connections. Because if something as significant as that has happened, but it's not really being acknowledged in the episodes you have seen, mm. well, then maybe we need is. to be looking out for the, the ways that it has come up. I just thought he was moving out because, obviously, he knows what Darren's done. He doesn't want to live with Darren anymore, so he's moving out. That's what no, I got. I no, that there's, 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 a, there's a darker underbelly to it. Why did he attack him? Uh, because Tony had a go at him again. About It was more about Shannon because he, he, he got off with Shannon, who Tony really liked. It was more about that than the, the cheating on Libby thing. I mean, obviously, that's not nice either, but I think that was the thing he was really... Uh, upset about and I think Adam you said before as well that things have been brewing between them two for a while and it, the bitch moved to attack him from behind though just because yeah. you annoyed at him telling well, you the off. episode so I got it off uh, an episode recap that was online and it specifically says as well that Toadie had his back turned mm. and then what down did he attacks do? him from behind it just what says attacks do? him from behind it's neighbours so I don't know how much attacking they're going to show. I don't think they show violence. I don't think I've ever seen violence then, on Neighbours. But then, like I say, Toadie's fine. He hasn't got a scratch, a bump. He, he isn't, like, recuperating. He's literally maybe, just going about his day. Maybe the bruises in places you can't see. Like, up his ass. <laughs> Can you bruise your inside of your ass? If anyone would know, it'd be Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan was giving me our shaving tips last week. I was. Basically, don't do it. <laughs> is this a is, do you, is this a different podcast? Do you two do like a different one that I I'm not in? Like, because this doesn't sound like the podcast I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting when you signed up for this? Um, just a nice chat about neighbours, really, and a bit of reminiscing. <laughs> but you fucking ruined it. <laughs> Signing up for it with us two—it's kind of your own fault. True. And uh, just one more point on the arse shaving. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know we were, that's what we were doing. You said I'll tell you some stuff from the episodes you've missed. That's what I thought this part of the podcast was. What's wrong? What goes on in your head? Or with your ass. <laughs> I'm interested now, though. No, I think I've said this point to you before, Tim, is that once you've done it, you can't go back. That's it. Once, you, once, once you've done it once, that's it. You've got to carry on doing it. Because Good, and on that note... That storyline, the Darren storyline, is probably the least... I don't know what... That's not an opener. That's an extra bit at the end. Yeah, but I can't. We we talked about the Toady stuff that we missed. Uh, should we move to the storyline then that I definitely want to talk about, which I think is the main event storyline? I would I would talk about that. Yeah, if you if there's one you want to talk about, let's talk about that one. <laughs> let's not talk about one that you don't want to talk about. Pick the good one. Go for it. This is the one now, Tim. Pay attention. Stop doing what the ready. fuck you're doing and pay this, attention. This is the A storyline going on right now in Neighbours. So, Wicked Paul and Hannah Martin. This isn't... Right, stop, stop. <laughs> this isn't... This isn't... This is an extra little bit which will prove big further down the line, but this is not a big storyline at the moment. Go on. I want to... I want <laughs> to carry on. Massive, 
storyline. Do, do you want me to sum it up really quickly? <laughs> go on then, go on. Weird kid Paul is doing a video project for school. That's the storyline at the moment. But is that the storyline? Yeah, and that's the storyline, but it's how he goes about that storyline. That He's going to he's catch the neighbours cast out in their indiscretions. That's what's going to happen, because he's already done it a little bit, but the actual storyline is Paul's got to make a video for school. Yeah, but again, it's how he goes about it, which is uh, in the most voyeuristic way I think you could ever imagine. Uh, he brags to Hannah... That he's got footage of Sarah Beaumont in the pool. Uh, and he's also got footage of Darren and Shannon having a little kiss again. Yeah, he's got that. Separate little kiss. Paul at no point thinks the way he's getting his footage is wrong. At no point does he think, I know, I'm just going to hide this camera indiscreetly and catch people. I'm just going to go over the fence and hold the camera up and get someone swimming in the pool. Why doesn't he think this is wrong? Is he more than weird kid, yeah. Paul? Is this going more sinister now? No, he's doing it. He wants to said, or... No, he's saying uh, this is going to be a really good video. Um, it's it's going to... People are going to be talking about it. He even says at one point, um, someone might pay me to delete this. So I feel like he's going into business for himself a little bit here. <laughs> he's thought... Fuck those like papers, um, the the sorting out of loose shit in his garage. He's thought full on fucking video blackmail, please. That's where the money is. I say fair play to the lad. You know he's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is that how you say it? Entrepreneur. Uh, I'd still say voyeur. What do you think, Tim? If he's doing it for a school project, he's probably not thinking about it at all. He's just thinking it'll be entertaining. That's it. Watch he it. probably hasn't hasn't considered it from anyone else's perspective. It would be fun though if because he has been because Hannah has been trying to film people, but in more of a, like a talking head kind of way. So I'm getting like sit down interviews with them. It would be fun to watch Neighbours as an office style documentary. <laughs> Is this this week's um, spinny spin of Neighbours? This week's spin. last episode, it was. It was what the neighbors verse. This week we're doing an just, office version. I just think if the ne- if the neighbors formula ever gets tired, they could just no. after how many possible. thousands of episodes? I think they're on about six thousand now. Yeah, they're they're probably not just churning out the same old shit. <laughs> well, you know, if they did ever want to freshen it up, then we've we've had the idea first, basically. Uh, and this is our time to get paid as well. The the docudrama version of Neighbours. Yeah, in you know a bit of a modern family kind of vibe. It'd work really well. I'll be alright. See why not? Yeah, I'm good. See, I've won you over pretty quickly with that one. Uh, it's, it's just it's <laughs> yeah, just right another just good. another feather in our bow right now. Uh... <laughs> in our name, feather in your bow. bow. It's a f- <laughs> feather in your bow. You mean like a feather boa? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking there? Feather in your bow. What 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 do you mean? You put feathers in a bow to make them fly. No, you don't. That's not what that is. No. It is. 
That's that's well, what the phrase means. No, it's not. There is no phrase that says that. There are two phrases that you've put together <laughs> that do make sense that are commonly known that you've put together and made your own up. So, so, so what what two phrases have I? Okay, so you either have a feather in your cap, or that's a feather in our cap, like you've done something good, and I can like I've been awarded like something like that. I know I'm butchering it, Tim, but, but you know what I mean. No, I, I don't, I don't know where it's come from. I know the other is, one though. is another string to your bow. So that means, like, if you're good at, um, I don't know, football, you might also be good at another sport as well. Oh, I've learned how to play cricket, so that's another string to my bow. It's string to my bow, and that's a feather in your cap. There is no <laughs> feather boa going on. <laughs> Unless you're the immortal Hulk Hogan or a fucking drag queen. <laughs> Look it up, think, Google it if you want. No, 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 it's fine. I'm going to take your word on that. Uh, but saying that, I, I, I think it's a good little phrase that could that could fly. Just like just like our, all our neighbours' ideas. Um, you heard it here first. Is what I'm going to say to that. Um, I think at this point, <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to say about this podcast at all. You got to just. Just give us some more pointers because I feel like Adam's paid more attention to this. Like the, I've literally just watched them. I've literally just watched three episodes. It finished just as you sent me that link to come on this. So I, I know exactly what we're doing. I know what I'm talking about. Hit me. I, I get. I get the impression as well that the, the like the voyeuristic video stuff, is filming the important storylines. It itself isn't an important storyline yet. At the yeah. moment, he's, he's been given this job. It's just like a school project. Go and make a video about your neighbourhood. And he's decided, well, I'll make mine, just kind of catching them unawares. It's like a hidden camera kind of show. He even says, well, at some about one of them, he says, oh, well, I'll just make mine a blooper video then. He even says something like that. So he's just going about it. Hannah has decided, whoa, you can't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. Yours will be shit. I'm better than you. And she's doing interviews for a, a little project about the neighbourhood. That's it at the moment. But it's obvious that he's found, he's, he's caught a couple of people out. He'd probably catch a couple more before we're done. Some of them will be funny. Some of them will probably be quite controversial. And that is a little prediction for you to start with that. There you go. Okay. Well, so well, do we want to do predictions of who he's going to film now? Or do we want to say that for later? Um, I think he will next predict... Oh, sorry. I, th- I will predict that he will film... Um, something with Lou being a little bit like wheeler dealer, dodgy dealer Lou doing something. There you go. What, with regards to the pub, maybe? Maybe the pub, maybe just... meat for the steaks? Yeah, just something. He'll just catch him doing something a little bit sneaky or just like putting his rubbish in Harold's bin. Something (laughs) completely (laughs) pointless that doesn't really affect anyone, but everyone will go, oh... Something like that. Yeah, that would be another A storyline, I think, if Lou was putting his stuff in Harold's bin. Yeah. It annoys a lot of people, that. Yeah, no, no, it happened to me the other day, actually. And What? Go on, did you put something in someone's bin or did someone put something in your bin? No, no, someone put something in my bin, but... What was it? It was general rubbish, but they put it in the blue recycling bin, which blue, for me, is plastics and glass. And they just put general rubbish in there, but not in a bag. Just threw it in there. Did you go over there and kill them, dirty bastards? I don't know who it was. 
but because of where I live, we have two bins, so I just swapped it with the other one. Because there's two number twos, because I'm 2A. Number two, we have number two. And now well, everyone knows where you live. You're making it worse now. Why am I making it worse? Because now you've swapped it to some other poor bastard. That's not what pay it forward means. You've just shit all over there, literally <laughs> shit in their bin. It's, it's rubbish. It's did rubbish you not think, indeed. right, did you not think, because you didn't know, you said you didn't know who it was, did part of you think, I'll go through their rubbish and discover the culprit? What can you really determine from someone's rubbish, though? Well, if it in it, it's they've got, like, post that's gone to their house, you'd know the name, their address, the fucking all sorts. Do people throw their post away, though, these days? I eat mine. Well, yeah, what are the other options? Eat it. Shred it, burn it. Shred it? Yeah. Some people That's that short-sleeved sh- shirt talking. Nobody's got a fucking shredder in their house shredding their post. Hey, were you the fucking corporation? What's going on? <laughs> a shredder? Have you got a shredder in your house? I have not got a shredder, no, but I would what like to What do you do with your post? What burn do you it. do with your post? Burn you burn it. it? Yeah, yeah. Where do you burn it? Just outside. Just. What outside. do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean you burn your post? I'm picturing him sat around like a, like no, a little Just anything that has like sensitive information on. Yeah, just put it in the backyard and in like a little bucket and just burn it. Tim, come on. Sometimes I've actually I, put, I'm I've nervous actually about other things he's been burning. Before what now, he I've put steak and prawns on there as well and I've actually used it to cook to cook dinner. <laughs> I don't get my <laughs> strange for you two. What the fuck? <laughs> you you could be a character on Neighbours. <laughs> no, no, I feel you like that is a, I feel like that is a very Australian way of living my life. It's just burning the poster and using that to cook my. No, no, it's not. People don't like people don't sit in their gardens in Australia burning their post and then cooking their tea over it. That's not a thing. It should be. It's not. And you're and another thing, you're in fucking I'm not gonna say you're in England. That's definitely not a thing. <laughs> I don't understand. This this is what happens, by the way, when fucking nothing happens in neighbours. Right? <laughs> the fuck are we talking about right now? It's working I, out quite well for, for just getting like divulging all this b- mind blowing shit. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't want to put. What else would you do with with stuff that's got sent? If if you've got a bank statement or some something that's got sensitive information on, what are you doing with that? You're not just throwing it in your bin, are you? I don't give a fuck. I haven't got enough money for anyone to care. When's the last time someone got a bank statement through the post? This I is get true. them occasionally. That, that well. right. I get like year yearly ones. I think still for some reason. I just rip it. I, I, I genuinely rip it and then throw it in the bin. But then people could go through those bins, like you said earlier, and get their address, could get your bank details. Sure, no one is. You're though. leaving yourself open to fraud. You're setting fire to things in your garden, which is which you're not really, I don't think you're allowed to do. Um, and then eating off it. You're a fucking weirdo. I reckon nobody <laughs> does that. Nobody does it. <laughs> Burn it is what you went with. 
Tim said eat it as a joke. Makes more sense in my head. <laughs> no, Tim's got it wrong. You eat the food, not the not the paper. You use the paper to burn. Does it have a nice like bank statementy taste when you eat it? Oh yeah. It's like a it's like a, a water bill, slightly different. Like you know, like you get different woods. Makes to it smoke makes it juicier. Like that. Yeah, if it's a water yeah. bill, it makes it juicier. Wood moist, I imagine. Yeah, this is terrible. I think it might be time for the neighbors' no context quote of the week. Just about. You've got a wonderful stroke. It's very strong. Okay, so we're going to talk about the the Ben and Nick storyline now, um, which must be the the main storyline, right? Going through this. Who's Nick? Who's Nick? Nick. Is Ben's brother, elder brother as well, even though he looks younger than Ben. Yeah, he really does. He, he looks like markedly younger. He looks younger than Caitlin as well, to be fair, but he seems to be the older sibling. And so he, uh, he shows up unannounced uh, and is annoyed when he sees Josh alone with Caitlin with his top off. Uh, Nick gives Josh a hard time in the cafe. Uh, so Caitlin and Josh decide that they're going to run away on a little, on a little trip together. Uh, which is the natural response, I think. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a new character, Nick Aitken. Atkin? Aitken, I think. Atkins. Atkins, there we go. Uh, Adam knows. Adam's the fax man. Just fucking pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy making notes. Why don't you True. note down the fucking names of the characters? True. <laughs> I don't like Nick already. I already think he's a bit of a knobhead. He, um, he just comes in, he's like, he comes in, shakes everyone's hand, and then he's a prick straight away. Like, he's not even, like, got to know people that much or eased his way back in. He's moved into Sarah's house. The Ben's just gone, yeah, you can move in there. He, he has. And he's just being a prick. He's over the top. He's giving Caitlin loads of shit straight away. Um, and I don't think, um, I don't think it's warranted. But there you go. Yeah, he shows up with literally no plan. He literally just shows up. Completely unannounced, with his bags, and is like, "Where my sleeping cunts?" It just pretty, just completely expects the red carpet to be rolled out to him. So and to be fair, you know, sleeping in the same house as Sarah Beaumont is pretty much the red carpet. You know, you can... but along with that, though, slightly different storyline. But Toadie, well, no, we mentioned it. Toadie was trying to move into the house as well. So you got yeah, Sarah. No, he's, he's successful. Yeah, so you've got Sarah in the house, you've got Caitlin in the house, you've got he has to told he has to ask Ben's permission to live in the house, but Ben's actually staying at Ruth's. So meh, bit bit shit there with the storyline. And also Toadie's got gone in there now. So you've got all these people, and then they just go, Yeah, Nick Atkins, you can stay in this house as well. How big is this house? Fucking tiny. It's the smallest house on Ramsey Street. Like you can tell it's like it's only must have three rooms in it. And one of them they just use for burning fucking bank statements, I think. So <laughs> No, that's the outside. That's the backyard. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. It's... I'm, I'm, yeah, I've used a different colour highlighter and it's too dark and it's making it difficult to read. <laughs> you just used a black oh, sharpie, haven't you? <laughs> so, right, side side question, you don't have to record this. 
So like when you're, cause you have to talk for your actual job. You have to talk to people quite a lot, don't you? Yeah. How's that go? <laughs> like, like. Well, the thing is, with my with my job, when I'm done, when I've run out of stuff to say, I can just walk. I can literally just walk away from that table. Is that what you do? You literally yeah. sit there, and then you like you do what you just did. Then like it, you can tell it's gone, gone. Do you just like back up like Homer through the hedge? Where like, <laughs> like, Pretty much, yeah. How do you think you're going to cope when you go back and you have to like talk to people again? That's like not just us on a podcast. I mean like real life people in front of you. What do you reckon you'd be like? Well, again, I can just walk away. So I'll just be. You can't really though. Like, I can. Not, not the, not the way you're talking about. Is I'll leave you to your meal and walk away. Mid-sentence? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if I'm really like sentence what what are the what are the specials please so there's so there's the, the chicken with the and um uh anyway i'll, I'll catch you later <laughs> I yes, would love to if i realize it's not going anywhere i'll just kind of mumble off and but, <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> well you said you said then when you realize it's not going anywhere <laughs> Base all they want from you <laughs> is to just tell tell you what they want for their tea. That's all they want. And halfway through that, for you, that might not be going anywhere. <laughs> so you just fuck off. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> is it is it worth going back to Ben and Nick now if after we kind of went off on a big one? Absolutely. Because... Okay. This better be fucking good then. So, Caitlin and Josh leave a note for, for Ben and Nick saying that they're, they're going away and they're going on a trip. Did you notice anything about that note, Adam? I couldn't fucking read it. Yeah, we're completely couldn't, unfucking legible. Couldn't read it at all. And what I liked, though, was when... He, so, they take it round... So, Sarah and Nick take it round to Ruth's house to show Ruth and I think Ben was there to show him the note and, he, and Nick says to Ruth can you read this but he said it like he could read it and I, I said I said it out loud I was sat watching it by myself I said I bet she fucking can't because I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't read it it was, it was the worst handwritten note I've ever seen in my life and I've got terrible handwriting it, yeah you have it's really bad but this was it was I've got I'm sorry I've got you. You very kindly during lockdown made me some cheesecake and dropped it off, which was a really nice gesture during lockdown. And on the tub, the Tupperware, if you will, you'd written cheesecake like in a marker on the plastic. It looks, it looks honestly like a drunk baby's written it. <laughs> it looks, it's, it's such a nice gesture. Really nice. Got me through. Cheesecake, it said, apparently. <laughs> Don't know. Your writing is terrible. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. And so's Caitlin's. Um, yeah. I think, I feel like the school system has failed her here. Maybe she shouldn't, maybe, maybe the day she worked school was the day they actually practiced the handwriting. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And it was, uh, if you can't write a note to run away, then you've really got no right to run away, I think. That, that's that's a quote by itself. That was clever, that. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Good. 
it completely accidental, but remember what it was, write it down, tweet it later. <laughs> it's gone, leave it. It can be the no con it can be the no context uh, podcast quote of the week. Do we have to do another podcast about this podcast? <laughs> we could do we could start the rewatch podcast now. Well the rewatch of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another point about Ben. So Ben only finds out about uh, Caitlin going away because he's just coming back from the pub. He's been out day drinking again. Has he got a drinking problem now? Everyone on Neighbours has got a drinking problem. To be fair, you were saying Susan last week is always having a wine. And yep. I noticed in the last episode of, I don't know which number it was, the last one I watched today for this podcast, she comes home. It's it's the weekend again. The, again, the time seems bullshit. Um, but she comes in. Carl straight away. Glass of wine each. Yeah. Doesn't even it. ask, does he? He does not nope. even ask. He just quietly goes off, gets a glass, fills it to the top with wine, puts it in front of her. I think she says thank you. Well, I'm Kim's sure there because but she starts gulping it straight away. Yeah, she does. Kim's there, and they say, "Oh, do you want a glass?" And he's like, "Well, no, thank you. I do have a, a somewhere to be." And he says, "No, thank you to the wine." Not many people in neighbours can say no to the wine. No, it's a common soap thing, though, isn't it? I think it, it's just a whether it's a social lubricant or just for the sake of putting a scene together. Not that this isn't completely real, but you know what I mean. They, whether it's the pub in EastEnders or the pub in Coronation Street or the pub in Emmerdale, and everyone's always drinking all the time. It just gives people an excuse to talk. That's why I'm drinking vodka. Whatever. Uh, that's the other thing. Really. You do that a lot in, in soaps and films and stuff like that. It's an excuse for him to talk and get around and, and sit and, and have a chat. But then also, I've noticed that it, I think it's a bit over the top, the use of downing downing vodka for example when you are either depressed or sad or something like that it's a go-to thing in tv films whatever everyone's got a neck however many shots of vodka i was watching i was watching the flight attendant the new um comedy thriller thing on sky the other day with the girl from big bang give it a go um, so she was doing that. She has a bit like bit of drama goes on. She comes home and literally nails pretty much a full bottle of vodka and he's fine. No, <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen. Just because you're you've had a bit of a shit day, you wouldn't be nailing all that. Like, how many people go to a bar and nail shot after shot of whiskey when they've when they've had it when they're depressed or something in a film or a story? Like, yeah, no. so you can't do that. I can't, but I know a man who can. <laughs> no, but you can't just nail it. You still have to enjoy and savor it. There's no, yeah, no there's is... none of that. It's this. Pour another one. Leave the bottle. Pour another one. It's all that. It's not. Oh, I'll sit here and savor this malted whiskey. It's yeah, so often sat at the bar, not doing anything else as well. Like if it's Jay playing poker for eight hours, he'll get through a bottle and start calling people Lily Allen. But if you just sat at a bar by yourself, just yep, I'll have another one. Pour me another shot. It's going to take you 10 minutes to have 10 shots, and you're just going to fucking vomit everywhere. And the best part of a five or a go. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. yeah, drinking in TV shows is never done realistically at all. Nope. 
I don't but think but but maybe the bet this this Ben storyline is being done realistically. You know, he's not sat at loose just necking shots, necking shots. He's just casually going to the pub every day. You know, he's using an excuse to walk there. <clears throat> and every day maybe he's staying a little bit later. He's out, he's fitting an extra little drink in. He starts having a shot before he goes home. Is this a prediction? Potentially, yeah. I think this is you know, we wondered if he was going to turn out good or evil. I think it, again, he might. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I think this could be. You no, know, he's, he's just always at the pub, and that's not. That's not healthy. Is this a? I ask again. Are you predicting this? Because you, you hit me and Tim predict, predict, and we try. I want to see if this is a prediction from you now. Are you predicting this, Ben? Yeah, drink I'm going to get. I'm going to predict he's going to get drunk and struggle to walk home with his walking stick because he's upgraded to a walking stick now as well. True. True. Now, the Zimmer frame is gone. He's now on just one walking stick. But yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a problem getting home from the pub one day. I reckon. Maybe he'll be caught on camera. Uh oh. That'd be good. And then maybe Paul has to intervene and help and help him while he's like, I don't know, like he's falling in a river or something. Drama, okay. Drama. It's, like in those, it's like in those. It's uh, like in those. You didn't hear that at all. It's like in those wildlife documentaries. Like, well, you know, do you help the animals or do you just let nature? So you, so you so are like. You are likening now, like the lion catching the gazelle, to a poor crippled man falling in the river. Just leave them both. Sink or swim, nature. That's what you're well, saying there. Cripple well, back the river, nature. I, I want you to go and get in the old guy's face as, as well and just be like, nature. Just nature. Okay, you, so, yeah, see you later. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to let him know that it was nature. Struggle, you're struggling a bit there. Yeah, the same. Are you, are you, are you this is really you. fascinating. But You know what? Like, like when in There's a lot of problems with the world at the moment. Like, if there is an earthquake... Would you say, and someone was trapped under something, not something proper, heavy like a building, but something that you could lift maybe and just get them out? Would you go nature and <laughs> leave them? I mean, they are natural disasters. That's why I went for earthquake. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I try and help people as much as I can, I think, but at some point, you've also got to help yourself. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what would you be called? I would not be a superhero. Whoa! Oh, man. I would not be a superhero at all. I don't. You like helping people I, whenever. But you I'd can. be one of those. I'd be one of those villains that thinks they're doing good. And those are generally the best villains. They think they're they're convinced they're doing the right thing, and what they're doing is 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 the correct thing to do. Like, you know, talk about Thanos, for example. You know, he wants to to get rid of half of humanity. Tim, I don't think you're very... Are you very familiar with Marvel? Not really. Not really. So Thanos wants to get... Click everyone away to solve overcrowding, to solve uh, hunger, population, wildlife... Queues at McDonald's. Queues at McDonald's. Uh, he absolutely believes he's doing the right thing. So you're not going to be a superhero, but you have decided you are going to be the <laughs> best supervillain. 
I, I feel like that you have said that there. You, I think I, I wouldn't be a good hero, but I would be the best possible supervillain. That's what you've given yourself there. The best. <laughs> and all of this because when you see people suffering, you get a little kick out of it. <laughs> you just said you help people all the time. I'm saying I try. I try. He, he also said a little bit ago, though, that when he gets a little bit confused when talking to customers, he just leaves. His job <laughs> basically is to help preservation. It's helping people. Your job, in a way, is helping people. When it when you get a bit eh, with it, you just fuck off. It, it's literally, his job is literally, he has to be hospitable because he works <laughs> in hospitality. That is literally the word, what his job is. Tim knows words. But he gets a kick out of not doing that. To be fair, I'm more about helping myself. Not doing my job. I've got a question for you. Do it. If you could do a Thanos style snap on the current Neighbours cast, well, not the current, I mean the 1998 Neighbours cast, who get rid of half of them, who would go? Okay, that's a big list. Okay, I was thinking about this today during the one of the episodes, and I was thinking, why the fuck are they on the screen? Like, they tried to make this fun storyline for Philip and Philip Martin and Ruth in this like antique kind of car truck. They were going and doing a favor for Harold and picking up some shit from the Salvation Army. Okay, they were doing mm -hmm. something. They were on a bit of a road trip and they were doing that. And I remember thinking to myself. I, these are the two most boring and pointless characters in the entire show. Why have they given them poss what could have possibly, be possibly been quite a, a fun little storyline? Because at one point they played like, quite jaunty music and then it was just Phil driving and going, oh, this is taking a long time. And Ruth looked at him and went, yeah, long time this. <laughs> there was nothing. They'd be gone for me, them two. Fucking pointless. Yeah, because like there's no, no there's no danger. Like you're thinking, oh well, maybe you know, maybe they're gonna get stuck out there overnight, and then that's gonna have a knock-on effect of, you know, maybe something happens to Ben, no one's home, and he's lay on the floor like a turtle all night. Um, but no, they that's literally it. It takes for it. They go on a journey, and it takes longer than they thought it would, and then they get back home. That was it. That was it. And that was literally, and I'd say that's a good ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, so I'm with you on that one, Adam. That was a completely pointless storyline. Um, who would you get rid of, Tim, from what you remember? Of those All characters? the men. All the men. But you'd be getting rid of the Doctor. He'd be gone. Yeah. yeah. Lou's pub. Lou would be gone. Yeah. Who's going to open up the pub? Actually, he probably never locks it up, Lou, to be fair. He probably just leaves it open. I imagine that bar is open 24-7, probably illegally. You know what? I'm going to say this is going to be controversial, especially in present times. But all the good characters are the men, aren't they? Lou, good character. Tony, good character. Harold, good character. Carl Kennedy, good character. Yeah, Philip Martin, shit. But, like, Susan is all right, but she's not in it that much at the moment. I think when she's in it a bit more, she's all right. Um... Anyone else with depth? Who else Sarah? we got? Sarah? Sarah? Sarah is... 
she's there, and I think she's involved with a few of the storylines at the moment. So, yeah, fair point. But Libby doesn't seem to be doing much. Madge isn't doing much. She's recovering from a brain tumour, fair play. But there's just, just I, I feel, you know, I'm going to go, go the other way. I don't think they're writing the women that well. I feel like they should be giving the women more. Make them, make them characters, make them three-dimensional, make me care about them. At the moment, I don't give a fuck. I think the men are in the way. This is why I get rid of them. If ah, all the best characters are the men, see, okay, brilliant, Tim. You've you've redeemed yourself there because when you first said it, it sounded a bit pervy. So I'm glad <laughs> that's what you actually meant. That's my fault. I misinterpreted what you meant. Of course, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, of course. Who are you getting More rid opportunities of? Opportunities needed. You post. Who, who, who do you want rid of? Billy and Anne, they go straight away. And. Probably Lance and Amy as well. I think I get rid of them. Oh no, you know, just Amy. I like Lance. Lance is Lance is good comedy value. Better character. Well, there you go. Yeah, Again. but Amy could go straight away. Uh, if Susan got snapped away, then that would leave possibilities for Carol and Sarah. That'd be a good yeah. But she life. Susan's the reason that that storyline works and is interesting because it can't happen as soon as it can happen. Don't care anymore. True. Plus, she probably won't be interested. What's the receptionist's name? Oh. The, Sarah is the receptionist. Yeah. yeah. She, she would lose story. interest. Yeah, she would. She would. Can I go into a bit of a new story off what Tim's just said there? Absolutely. So, I think it was like the first episode or two, Harold was getting a job at the, um, the surgery. The first, when we started watching, 3,000, whatever it was, he was getting a job at the surgery and everyone was like, whoa. I say everyone we were, were going, what the fuck's going on here? I don't know how many episodes I've watched since. It was his first fucking day. His it's first tough. fucking day. It took 34 episodes of that to happen. 34 episodes. <laughs> That's how little actually happens on the day-to-day in Neighbours. Mental. It was his first day, and he's already winding Carl up a little bit, but he's doing it in a very nice way. He's getting like a muffin in the morning. He's He's sorting out his appointments and stuff, but he's just being a bit Harold. He's being a bit too Harold. Overzealous, I'd say. Um, yeah, but then he starts critiquing Cal on his diet because he wants to go get, he goes get some pastries and he's like, oh, well, you can't be eating that. I'll get you a healthy snack. Carl does go out, right? So the, he finishes his morning. He says, that's my last one for the morning, my last patient. I'm going to go get a snack. He comes back with three cakes. That's what he had. He came back with three cakes. He had like, and, and they say it's like a date. I'll tell you what it was. It was a vanilla slice, a donut, and a Danish pastry. Why wow. the fuck has he bought three cakes? <laughs> That's weird. When's the last time you ate three cakes? Jay's thinking like half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, three cakes is a lot. But then, yes, he's bought three cakes and he's got no intention of sharing them with Harold either. Well, they were that was his dinner. Who has three cakes for the dinner? Carl Kennedy, the unhealthiest doctor in the world. But then, so then later in the episode, it's it's clearly nighttime because it's it's dark. You can see that in like the surgery or whatever. It's dark. And he comes out and he goes, where's them three cakes? So it's clearly the end of the day now because he even waves off the last patient. See you later. And then he says, where's my three cakes? Is he now going to eat the three cakes for his tea? 
<laughs> this makes no sense. Did he buy the cakes from Harold's Cafe as well? I assume so. It'd be there, I wouldn't it? The so, yeah. oh, this annoyed me. So, at the start, when it's Harold's first morning, he makes Carl a coffee and he said, whoa, I don't really, I don't really like caffeine. He runs the fucking coffee shop. <laughs> he says, I don't agree with caffeine. That's what he says to Carl. Coffee shop owner. Tim, thoughts? Disgraceful. You like coffee. That's no way to run a coffee shop, is it? Or is it? Because he's Carl's going to have to go buy three more cakes now because Harold gets rid of them. <laughs> he gets rid of them. He says that he accidentally dropped them and stood on them. So we yeah, he does them. say that. That's quite funny. <laughs> so Carl has to go buy him three more cakes in the shop. So he's just doubled and his sales there. He has. But, again, I'm, I still can't believe that Carl Kennedy was just about to eat three cakes for his tea, especially when, we see later on, he set up a nice candlelit dinner for Susan with the wine. That would ruin his candlelit dinner if he's eaten a vanilla slice, a donut, and a Danish pastry <laughs> just minutes before. Was Carl obese at some point? Has he got some extra capacity we're not aware of? He might have one of those, like, what do you call it, high metabolism, because he's quite a slim guy, Carl Kennedy. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks pretty in shape. Because that's what he says to Harold. He says, "Well, you know, it's all part of a balanced diet." Not sure Fuck you, balancing it with. I don't Fucking know. wine. <laughs> no, there is a point I wanted to bring up about Lou. Uh, so nothing happens in the storyline, really. Carol apologizes to Lou for being a bit cold, and tells him it was because you know she felt she was being uh, a replacement for for Cheryl his uh, deceased wife. Do you know how Cheryl died, by the way? No, but it said in the episode, like, they'd split up and he wasn't even in the show at the time. Um, they didn't say that. They didn't say he wasn't in the show because that would make, <laughs> make it sound like it's not real. Listen, um, look, I was in another job. Yeah, he's not there. And then he says he only comes back to Ramsey Street to look at, to, to get Lolly because Cheryl's died. What I did, what I did, I know you're going to say something in a second, Darren Stark. It's Cheryl Stark. Darren is Cheryl's son, and that's why he lives in Lou's house. Yes. Mm. Yes, there we go. That's a missing link right there. Uh, yeah, but she got run over, apparently. That's what I heard on the grapevine. Uh, by whom? Uh, by an unnamed car. Uh, I don't know if it was a hit and run. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, apparently... Uh, Lolly just ran out of the middle of the road. She tried to grab her in front of this car, got run over. Uh, Carl tried to save her, but couldn't. Uh, apparently, there was a whole storyline where Carl was doubting his, his doctoring skills and gave up doctoring for a bit. Kind of a bit like that one in Spider-Man, where he stops being Spider-Man for a bit. He was, he was doctor no more, but then he comes back to being a doctor. You watch a lot of superhero stuff, don't you? <laughs> it is a lot of my it is how I relate to reality generally is through superheroes <laughs> and comic books in general uh, but so Carol's explaining this to Lou getting back to the point and Lou really has got no fucking idea of why Carol might have been annoyed by some of the things he says he really, he's, he's clearly forgotten about Cheryl already. He's, I, at this point, I don't think she's even been dead a year. Uh, 
what is it? He, he's, he's already moved on. And he literally says that as well. He's like, well, you know what? She's dead, but, you know, the world keeps turning. So fuck it, let's carry on. I mean, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's basically what he says to, to Carol. He's like, well, she's dead, so let's just get on with it. Is that... <laughs> I, I, I found that absolutely, I, I was dumbstruck by this. I was absolutely dumbstruck how we were just like saying to a potential new lover, to a potential new lover, I was like, yeah, do you know what? She's gone now, fuck her, doesn't matter. On to the next one. So you are paraphrasing. He didn't say it like that at all. He was pretty all right about it, I thought. And I don't know how long um, it is since she's died. I don't know. It might be a year, it might not be. Andy said we weren't together. That's why he fucked off. So do you know what I mean? If they weren't together, I don't know how long that was before that as well. He says, you know what? Yeah, I'll always remember her. I still love her in a way. She was, she's Lolly's mum, but life goes on. If he'd split up with her anyway, before she even died, do you know what I mean? No, that's a fair, that is a fair point. I'll, I'll maybe back down from that point a little bit now. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying that's how, you know, that's one way of get out for him. I don't know. I don't want him to be a complete prick. I think he's got a heart of gold, really, Lou. He's just a bit of a dodgy dealer. I think he's an all right guy. You're making him to sound out like a right monster. <laughs> Tim, how long, how long would you wait between someone dying to move on? Well, it's, it's like Adam said, it depends on the circumstances. If you just, if you just married and tight and you've got a child... And then the person dies. Like fucking hell, that I'm not. There, there isn't an answer to that question. But if you broke up with someone a year ago, then you have a kind of year of getting over it, and then they die. Yeah, it's tragic, but probably shagged about fifty other girls in that time. Luke Carpenter has. <laughs> there you go. So if I do the maths there, you say about a week, Tim. Okay, lovely. <laughs> Just so we know, I think I think Luke probably actually waited a week as well. He's like, right, it's fucking Tuesday now. So next Tuesday, put it in his diary. Do you think he said, "See you next Tuesday"? <laughs> At the funeral. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck, the funeral's next Tuesday. Oh fuck, I'm gonna have to wait till Wednesday now. That's literally the only other point I wanted to make. So well, uh, it was a good one. It was it was, it was worth doing. It was worth doing because what is an acceptable time to mourn? Answers on a postcard. Uh, right, should we do predictions? Don't then? put your answers on a postcard. You'll just fucking burn it for your tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Right, predictions then. Predictions. Uh, where do we think this Nick storyline is going? Nick, the new big brother in town who is um, laying down the law to Caitlin, who's run away. Caitlin's going to come back, obviously, uh, because she seemingly can't read or write, so she's going to get undone at some point and just have to come back. <laughs> uh, is Nick going to lay down the law? Is he going to put? Is he going to break up her and Josh? I think he's going to be a bit of a cunt for a while. He's not really much of a cunt to Ben, though. Yet. Yet. I think yeah. it's just he, he's not a good guy. I reckon there's 
there's things afoot with him. I think the fact that he's moved in with Sarah, I'm a little bit worried for Sarah in there, if I'm honest. Um, I think he's, after I don't like the look of him. Don't get a good vibe from him at all. I bet, because I don't remember the exact details, but I remember like when Tody first came into it, he was a bit weird. I don't know whether kind of good guy, bad guy, but he was just weird. So I bet whatever we think of Nick is actually the opposite of what he's going to end up being like in a few weeks. So he'll actually just, he'll have a moment where he, like someone says cut the bullshit and he, and he kind of turns around. Yeah, everyone, then, everyone in Neighbours... Go on. Don't know. So yeah, everyone in Neighbours does have that face turn eventually, don't they? you got to, because everyone, everyone likes good neighbours, don't they? And good friends as well. <laughs> good friends like you two. Who needs, who needs enemies, eh? Is, is, is this the end? Are you doing the end phrase? <laughs> uh, I, I can't it's like, it's like he's trying, version. but he, he just can't, can't make wrap it this work. Uh, we've already done the predictions about... Uh, I'm going to call him Creepy Kid Paul now. He, he's not Wicked Paul anymore. He's Creepy Kid Paul. Uh, I, I don't know. Adam, you did your prediction. I've got a prediction uh, that he's going to catch Carl and Sarah. Definite possibility. He's going yeah, to catch them. Having, maybe not... Uh, Maybe not kissing, but a little bit of handholding. Or there's someone going to be suspect that Susan's going to go. Wait a minute, this isn't this isn't quite right. I think that's the biggest thing in it at the moment that could someone could catch, isn't it? That's like the the not a mystery, but the thing. So I reckon, yeah, you're right. I reckon that's a very good prediction. Uh, so the next lot of episodes we are watching. Uh, here we go. Three thousand to three thousand and forty-four to three thousand. Oh, that's a bit of a jump. It is. is it? Uh, yeah, it is a bit of a jump. Uh, it's just the way it goes on Daily Motion there, uh, which is where we're watching these. Uh, 3,044 to 3,048. So there's five episodes there. I'm hoping something more substantial will happen in those five episodes. Uh, and- Nothing will happen in those episodes. It's the fucking 30-odd in between that everything yeah. will happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out. Again, that. I'll find out what we've missed, uh, which will be... At- There'll be everything we've ever wanted to see in neighbours we'll have missed in those episodes, and we'll just get we'll just get the come down of uh, of, of all that. So well, I, think, I think that's an end. Uh, we thought that was going to be a short one. Well, time will tell, I suppose. It um, might be when you have to cut all the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it might just be the intro and then the outro. <laughs> like, who knows? Let's, we'll make the outro a good one then. Okay, well, in that case then, Tim, Adam, we've watched some good neighbours. You've been good friends. Yes! Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it.